0: You're listening to The Smartest Guys in Marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Smartest Guys in Marketing podcast, the best podcast in the world. I decided
1: I wanted to do the intro. Guys, it is Taylor Welch and Chris Chris Evans, smartest guys in marketing. And uh, when we started the podcast, we had always talked about having somebody, come on, who was actually the smartest guy in marketing so that we could validate creating the name Smartest Guy in Marketing. And we found him. We were out rolling around the other day, grabbing some beer. We found him digging around in a trash can down in Florida. (laughs) We said, bro, come on to the podcast. And he uh, said, yeah, let's do it. So, I wanted to I welcome... Can't, I can't wait to find out who it is. We <laughs> wanted to welcome the smartest guy in marketing, Kevin Rogers. Welcome, man.
2: Wow. Thank you, better. It's, it's good to be here with you fellas, and uh, thanks for having me on this podcast that hopefully will actually launch one day.
1: I hope you found what you were looking for in the trash can.
2: Uh, I did. You know, it's, we're, we're facing hurricane right now, so... It was a little bit of slim picking. Some people have been there before me, but, uh, you know, I got, I got some uh, water. I got water out of it. And that wasn't, that's what I we really, need. you're feeding the family. Yeah. You got to filter it a little I got I, I just need some coffee filters now to pour it through.
0: <laughs> I Get love that, man. Out. Dude, I'm going to ask you the first question. I've actually followed you not in like a creepy perverted way. I followed that, you. That for doesn't a work, while. by the way. That, that's how I got in with Carlton. <laughs> it works. I mean, I mean, I'd stare through your windows and stuff. <laughs> but no, dude, I, I've followed you for a long time, and you've been one of my favorite guys on the copywriting scene. Oh, thank you. Um, so I, I'm interested, just like how you got your start in marketing. What is the Kevin Rogers, or as we like to call you, K Money? <laughs> what's K Money's? What's the founder story?
2: The founder story. Ah, jeez. Honestly, man, it was like, um, I was at a place around the age of 30, right? Where, you know, I'd spent 10 years making my living as a stand-up comic, decided I needed to get off the road, needed to really try to win over the girl I knew I was supposed to marry and be with for the rest of my life. And so I was like figuring out any kind of, uh, what's, what's the word the kids use? Hustle, any kind of hustle I could. Uh, but you know, I was not a, not a business, did not have a business mind, didn't know how to selling was so foreign to me. So I was doing stuff like, uh, all these no resume jobs, bartending. I was a bellhop. Uh, and I really ended up enjoying and learning a lot from those gigs, but knew you know, I got to find something. So through a set of wacky circumstances, I came to discover this thing called uh, copywriting. And, um, man, it, it was like, you know, I, 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 I used to get chills, like reading about it and learning about it. Cause I knew it was like, Oh my God, for the second time in my life, I've discovered something that I know I'm supposed to do. Right. Mm. And that, I don't know how often that happens twice, man. And so I dove into it head first and, uh, you know, figured out how to get clients. And so I was a, you know, freelancer for 10 years. I don't know if that's much of a founding story, but you know, as far as now becoming a real business owner with Copy Chief, it was just a result of needing, you know, I was I was at the ceiling of, I think, what I could earn as a copywriter, which was good. But, you know, those days of, like, um, getting paid on, you know, royalties forever, you know, like, guys like, you know, my mentors, like Carlton and, and Paris Lampropolis, like, those guys are still walking into their mailbox once a month and getting fat checks for stuff they wrote, you know, 15 20 years ago that's amazing but that model's kind of dead and so for me it was like pretty much you know I was getting paid well but it was gig after gig after gig so copy chief was my way of solving a problem in the industry and uh, solving a problem for myself which was finding a way to teach and scale because those were the I I just loved teaching I really wanted to do that full time
1: so you're saying you're telling me that You weren't an overnight success sensation. (laughs) That's right. I I remember I sat down
2: on a, the real story is I sat down on a park bench and a man in a white suit in a, in a beautiful Van Dyke sat down next to me and he uh, told me 10 of his 11 secret ingredients in his uh, recipe. And he said, if you can discover the final ingredient, I'll I'll give you a, a a franchise of Kentucky fried chicken.
1: (laughs) Just like that. 10 of the saying, 11 and the 11 secret is actually a bonus for joining copy chief. If you guys right. you, you have you, in, you've discovered that spice. <laughs> no, it's I actually peace it line is what it is. It took you time. I think people will just, man, in today's world, everybody I posted in uh, the click group. Did you see this Kevin last week? Me? I'm not in the, click yeah. ClickFunnels group, but- dude, it's, it's, I posted in there and I said who here is struggling to become a millionaire overnight. <laughs> and it's funny but it's like man actually people are being serious they're like i am yeah. or like more info please i was like <laughs> guys <laughs> come on Dude, like that's,
2: that's what i love about the, the whole social media or any groups and copy chief i gotta say they're a little savvier there's not a lot of like chit chat but in other groups 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 that groups that are that are more almost social media just on facebook you know i posted a thing yesterday uh, what to me seemed like very obviously a, 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 a sh, uh, an aisle of Target in transition. You know? <laughs> There's like no shelves. Just this, but I wrote like, uh, oh, this is getting serious. Beer aisle at Target. I saw that. <laughs> and people were like, yeah. oh, man, this oh, shit's looking serious. You better get out of there. <laughs> I'm like, it's a joke. It's not a beer aisle at Target. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, anyway, but, you know, people just – uh, it's just hilarious what kind of fun you can have when people are grabbing at anything they can get, you know? So, uh, yeah. dude, cause you know, the people who answered that question like that, Taylor, like they're, what are the chances that those folks are going to have success if they're not stopping to like really read and pay attention to a comment like that? You know what I mean? Do you fi- see that as an indicator of, dude, you're going to have to
1: slow down and, and, and pay attention to make this work. I think it's a mindset dude. Like when I was getting started, this is actually how we met when I, I got into copy chief. um, I was copying out sales letters by hand every single day. I did it every single day, seven days a week for 14 months. And uh, I just remember like, you know, I, this is worth it for me. Like I'm going to master this. And I think that that mindset is, is becoming more and more like rare, few and far between where people are actually willing to work for it because it, you know, the more stories that come out about these overnight successes, it it cheapens the success and people want it faster and faster and faster. So I just want to highlight that you're a freelancer for 10 years. Like you, you know, yeah, it took you a while to master it.
2: Yeah. And I I certainly didn't have any designs on becoming a, you know, celebrity freelancer or whatever the hell I am. But I, I realize now reverse engineering it, that I was doing a lot of things that help you get known Right. And now I kind of teach it as a way to do it. But it's, it's interesting, dude. Like, because on one hand, I say to people, ABT, man, always be teaching, right? Like, that's to be go, oh, I need, con." you don't need content if you have knowledge or if you've worked hard. Like, you hand copying, you know, sales letters for 14 months straight taught you a lot about sales letters and the different writers and their style. You could have blogged about that and you would have been an authority on copywriting right legit uh but you know so I in one hand I say don't wait around for someone to anoint you before you can start teaching you know I think we all have something to teach mm-hmm. if we've been working hard at something but at the same time you're right man it's like I kind of look around at the copywriting landscape and I go like who are the who's next in line to really come teach this stuff who's been in the trenches and really done it you know uh And there's a few people out there, but, uh, for the most, it just seemed like when I started, there were a lot of people who were just doing it, you know, and nobody was thinking about, Oh, I need to put a course together. Or I need to, it just feels like everybody's like, Oh, but this is the business model. You know, I get one sales letter under my belt and then I release a ebook on how, you know, how to do it. Or, and then I have a private Facebook group. And then I have, you know, I'm trying, And it's just like, I don't, I don't, you know, look, dude, I look at it like it's a filtering system for what copy chief is. Like people can go run around and, and join all those other groups. And if they're happy there uh, and that serves them, I think that's great, but they may or and, and they may discover copy chief and go, Oh wow. Holy crap. It, this exists on a whole nother level. Or they'll go, I don't need that. I got this free thing I'm getting. And that's fine too. But I think you have to create what you create and the right people will, will find it.
0: Hey, I so didn't no
2: of, your question, but I think we were just flowing. That's in. all right, man.
0: On the topic of social media, I'm interested since you have your pulse on copywriting, a lot of the young blood's coming up, you know, copywriting and you're kind of like, I would say the epicenter of producing great copywriters. It's a what, big what word. Your, you like that, bro? I just, the epicenter. What is, what do you think the future with, with all kind of the, the new modalities and new platforms, what do you think the future of copywriting persuasion is over the next several years? What do you see changing happening or is there um, anything at all?
2: I, yeah, I, I think, I, I think, in, well, video certainly, right, is only going to become more prominent. So I think I, two things. So a video I think that the more people can experiment with video is short copy you look, you know, we know the trends, right? Mm -hmm. Mobile, depending on your, your niche up to 80% of your traffic is coming from mobile. You can't lay uh, a eight or an 80 page sales letter on somebody on their damn iPhone. Right? So we, what needs to change and what we need to be focused on is how do we engage quickly, and then carry on that conversation somewhere else when it's better. You know that Fox this year is experimenting during the NFL games with six second ads. Ooh. so we're now, we've reached a point where what we do in uh, on social media and digital marketing is starting to affect traditional marketing, right? Nobody has time for a 60 for a 60 second commercial. Are you out of your mind? 30. Mm. What is that? Who has 30 seconds? Even 15s are, are more uh, prominent than 30s, I think now, and then six. So you're going, I, I, I'm fascinated with the, I don't know where it goes from there. It's going to be like a one second. <laughs> Subliminal advertising will just become the norm, you know. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm fascinated by the idea. It's like vine, vine society now, right? It's like, yeah, what can you how do you tell a story in six seconds? Because every ad is a little story. Mm. Every, every joke is a little story. So what is a story you can tell in six seconds? I'm fascinated. So is that,
0: that. that going to be your new product?
2: one way that copywriters need to start thinking. There'd always be a place for the long form stuff, but they, that can't be all anymore. It used to be that, you know, up until, I don't know, really until the internet came, it was like master the art of writing a really good long form sales letter. They, and then they would do magalogs and bookalogs and things like that, that were innovative but now in the digital age, dude, it's just, you, you, I always say this you being a copywriter is not enough. I still like the idea of calling yourself a copywriter and making that at the forefront of what you do. However, what you really need to be is a marketing expert with copywriting as your specialty. You have mm-hmm. to understand how marketing works in, in, in the different platforms as much as possible.
1: hundred percent. I think that's why, um, stuff like the PLF and some of these other systems, the ask method, that's why they work is they're multi-step. It's not just one big step on which all of the pressure of the sale lies. Yeah. It's a a little bit here and Mm -hmm. a little bit there and a little bit there. And all of a sudden people get swept up into this, this ecosystem
2: Mm -hmm.
1: of tiny tidbits put together that create the sale.
2: Yeah. That's a really good point. Like, especially with ask, you know, like you could, I mean, just doing a a DDS, a deep dive survey will revolutionize your business, right? Like that alone. And it, I mean, but it takes a a long time to put together an entire ask funnel, right? It's a, it's a hearty piece of work, but you're right. You, you collect wins along the way with it. And that's what I really dig about it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, People see our marketing and they come into uh, the smartest guys group and, they're almost like blown away that we use as much humor as we do. And we're constantly joking. And some people don't like it. Some people get, get mad because they have, you know, they're cognitively challenged or whatever, (laughs) but you've used humor for a while. It's like your backgrounds. I think you've merged humor just like we have in your marketing. Do you have any, uh, any strategy behind that? Are you just funny as a natural Um, natural human?
2: You know, it's, um, I do have a, I guess a strategy. Honestly, I really go by feel, right? For the longest time I, I didn't do it. You know, it was just kind of like this thing I used to do. And then, um, the big d- change was when I actually came back to stand up last year. And that has like opened up my mind to what's cool now is like, now I think, I feel like there's an expectation for me to entertain. I can't like, for instance, when it was time to promote my live event, it was like, I can't just make a straight video of we're going to have this event. It's going to be the greatest ever. And you, you won't believe it. Look, look at this list of speakers. <laughs> it was like, I, I've got to do something that people are going to go like only Rogers could have made that video. Right. And I like having that expectation now. Cause that's, I know that I'm performance driven. So I like that pressure. Uh, at the same time, sometimes I'm, I'm really straightforward and in, in how most of the way I deal with people in copy chief is now I'm not like constantly yucking it up or, you know, I'm not thinking what's the joke here. I'm just usually giving people what they need. Um, so the strategy is that I, if anything, I have to remind myself occasionally to, Hey, do something funny today. Or if I get an instinct, I don't fight it. You know? Um, one of my favorites was the car wash video. I don't know if you saw that one, but. <laughs> oh um, yeah. I didn't and see what's cool it. Is like, I'd been doing them, you know, real. <laughs> So I did you copy tip from a car wash and do it. I literally pull into a car oh, that's wash. That's where you, you muted the, uh, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. So, oh my right. God. Yeah. So, but I had done, I had done like three, like, like real ones, you know? So I always go, Oh, that'd be a cool little hook. Like copywriting tip. I'm sitting in here anyway, you know? And I always have my camera, my phone mounted on my uh, windshield. So, but what's funny about them to me was like there, it was hard to hear sometimes, you know, I'd be like, and I literally, like, I'm putting the money in the car wash thing, and I'm thinking, all right, what can I teach? And I'll go, uh, PSs, you know, and I'll just think, and I just, I totally riff those, and they usually come out okay. So then I had this idea as I'm pulling in, I'm like, what if I said this is the greatest copywriting tip I could ever share? <laughs> and then I literally just riffed it where that I would be talking, and right when I get to the good part, I just, like, move my mouth but say no words, Right. And then I went in iMovie and I just jacked up the sound (laughs) in those moments. And it was, it was just, I know when I'm laughing, editing the thing that it's going to be good, you know? Yes. Uh, (laughs) So just stuff like that, where it's like, it's ridiculous that I'm trying to give important information in a car wash. Why don't we take that all the way and make it actually ridiculous? The problem is I can't do those. I can't do them real anymore. Cause people are like, nah, you dick, you got me once. I'm not watching this, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Or now uh, you just need to change like the environment or the scene,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, the car wash bit's done.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you did that, uh, you did that VSL without pants
2: on that one time. Oh, that was fun, yeah. That and that sure, again yeah. was, was a that was before I came back to stand up, but the thing with that one was that wasn't, I was actually just really frustrated trying to do it straight, right? I, I had. Stood there for an hour in front of the camera trying to do everything you're supposed to do, like standing so I'd have the right energy and, and hitting my marks and like being more enthusiastic. And I'm just like, ah, I was so frustrated. It just didn't feel right. So I'm like, screw this. I'm more comfortable at the desk. I'll just sit at the desk. I turn on the camera and I literally, just for whatever reason said, you know, I'm Kevin Rogers, the founder of Copy Chief, and I may or may not be wearing pants right now. And, <laughs> and then I just had this idea of, how do you tell good copy from bad copy? And then I would act out bad copy, you know, like, uh, you know, it's sort of like, I I forget what it was, but forcing people to click, like bullying them, manipulate, you know, like you're going to click it. You better click it. You're going to click it. You better click it, you know, (laughs) like a gangster, you know? And, uh, and of course at the end I shot it both ways. Like, am I actually wearing pants or not? And of course I realized it's only funny if I'm not wearing pants. And unfortunately I had like the worst underwear. Like I (laughs) clearly, that's how, you know, I didn't plan that video that day. I would not have been wearing them raggedy ass
0: underwear. (laughs) So dude, that brings up a really good, a really good point. You know, talking about VSLs, like what is like the main thing, the most important thing on creating a VSL that is effective and actually gets your market to tune in, engage and take action.
2: Uh, It's the big idea
0: you know, it's got to
2: have a, a a clear big idea that draws people in to watching it. But what is so in that, that in story, but you know, they're kind of intertwined, right? Like, what is the story behind the big idea? And then from there, you can, as long as you have your big idea nailed, things get so easy. That's the hardest part, right? Like Agora and these, this is what they spend all day on is like, can will this big idea fly? And once they agree on a big idea, then it's just kind of going through the process from there. But so that's the answer is a big idea. I mean, look at Would you, In- can
0: you give us an example of the biggest VSL the idea
2: VSL ever by, by the moonshot is, uh, End of America." idea of America. idea of the 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 idea of And what's interesting is I just interviewed Mark Ford, you know, who you might know as Michael Masterson, uh, the great copywriter, great business builder, world's most interesting man. Um, And he, I asked him about big ideas and he said, "Um, you have to understand there's in marketing, you need the big idea and you need to market towards the big idea. He said, but in copywriting, what you have to know is that any great big idea you have has been done. All your competitors have the same big idea. There's only so many. He said that the end of America idea that, you know, the dollar is gonna collapse. We, we were taking, taking wax at that big idea for 10 years in Agora Promotions before end of America, right? 10 years, but Porter nailed it. And uh, you know, that whole end of this and end of that was not new either. It's just that it all came together in the perfect storm and you know, went gangbusters, but it, it was not an original big idea. It's just that they executed it so well. So once you have your big idea, it sort of comes down to like inspiration and copy muscle at that point to to really make it work. And so again, it kind of goes back to this theme that's emerging in this this interview here: is you don't have to be first, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, you you don't have to be anointed to try something that's already been done. Just you got to. Put yourself into it and do it in a way that nobody else has thought of, or just do it friggin' better, and then, and then you'll succeed, man.
1: Mm. It's great stuff, right there, bro. Mm-hmm. Dropping know knowledge
0: right biscuits. There? Put
2: away the funny to, to get real, and then, some bro. Boom.
0: <laughs> You're elevating our brand right now, man. <laughs> ask another question on that Taylor do you mind sure yeah um you've seen some of the stuff that we've done it doesn't really have anything to do with VSLs but you've seen stuff that we've done is there anything that you think we should change or that we could do better
2: um you know I haven't been through your funnels like uh to really give where something would stand out I would tell you that I would have probably already pinged you guys if I saw something that like an obvious thing you could tweak cause you're friends and I would just do that. But I'll tell you, I, I, I'll, and this isn't like blowing smoke. I just think you're doing so much right because you're doing it your way. Like that is the key. Like mm. you're doing what no one else can do. Like you guys have this great chemistry. Yeah. clearly have this friendship. When I see you guys in a thread together, when you like take over, <laughs> hijack somebody's <laughs> Facebook, it's hilarious, man. <laughs> and it's just, you guys are having fun, you know? And people are drawn to that because, uh, They, like, that is the victory. Like, you know, Taylor, you were saying about the people going more information. You know, it drives me crazy when people do the, and maybe you guys have done these and I apologize, but I I can't stand when people put up these teaser posts and say, interested, you know? And then, you know, 600 people interested. You know, fucking Jesus Christ, like, go do something. (laughs) What, interested, interested? It's the same people and 50 of them interested. My god you're so interested you you're, you're going to be busy for the next 6 months like listening to people rattle on with their right yes go yes. do something what what are you, what are you doing that you're so interested in everybody else's information like find out what what you can do what you can be great at and turn that shit off for an hour a day and like go after it man like discover what's unique about you Dude. um did I answer that? I have, I have no idea where we started
1: that's where I am 100 I mean, that was freaking awesome. percent so, dude, 100% lights me up. You're turning me on right now, Kev. You're <laughs> I think
0: I'm a little more turned uh, on than Taylor is.
1: A segue, dude. A segue I might have right to now. turn my camera off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, like, this brings up an interesting question for me personally. And I think that people, a lot of people listening, will have the same thing. You're one of the greats. You're a student of marketing. You've obviously retained your love for the crafts. How do you balance? the being a student of the game and learning from the things that are out there and the information that's like omnipresent everywhere versus implementing and creating your own stuff, your own vibe. Like there's obviously a balance there. What is that for you? Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Right. Um, I I think,
2: uh, you know, I I think anybody who's into copywriting will just always be a student of it. And we know that, and that's sort of like a uh, prerequisite. You know, if you feel like you've got it all figured out, and you don't have any sort of like sense of wonder about this whole persuasion thing, then I don't know if I can trust you, man. Like I, you know, every copywriter I know, like the highest level people are insatiably curious about a lot of things. And, and mostly, you know, Paris Propolis when I interviewed, you know, Clayton makepeace he's like, dude, you, you got him to, say things I never heard before. And he was so excited about that, you know, because he, he sat, he's worked with the guy. He's ta- taught for the guy. He, he, but the fact that there's more there and he knows there's more there. Like, why would he even listen to that interview? He could go, Oh, I know what Clayton's going to say. I've, I've heard everything. No way. He was like, Oh my God, he couldn't wait to listen. And he was so thrilled that he got a couple of things. That's, that's the level of dedication and curiosity to this. Cause you, cause it might just be that little thing. Paris, critiqued a piece of copy for us once and do one thing he said come it's the simplest thing but it completely transformed how I judge copy since then Mm. and if you want to find out what that is please
1: visit (laughs) persuasion at its finest what is the link
0: I need to go there right now
2: but um you know, but that, but that's the level of curiosity. Um, and so, uh, the, and and I think the balance is again, just knowing that, all right. So if I'm always after the best information and the best knowledge I can get from the people who have really been in the trenches, that's going to filter through me and it might. So for me, it's humor, right? Like, you know, we did a course call a training for copy chief called how to be you, but funny, where we're teaching comedic frameworks. That's something I probably, I'm the most qualified person to do that right now, right? Um, but without my mentors and all the people who have taught me about persuasion and how to write copy, there's no way that that could exist. It would just be some guy talking about how to tell a joke, right? Mm.
0: Yeah. So that's, that, you know, it,
2: it's, it, that's how it balances. It's just being passionate about both. And again, giving yourself permission, allowing yourself to be a conduit so things pass through your unique DNA. And, and that's why people will follow you. That's why I love, I say, you guys are doing so much right. People, people are learning from you because you guys are going, screw this, we're not gonna be another people, you know, trying to convince people they have to have this or they're never gonna pay their bills. Or You're just going, let's just have fun. This isn't life or death, it's marketing, it's gonna be okay. And so people are learning from you because they resonate with that idea. And people who are just taking themselves too seriously, don't resonate with you and they'll go learn from somebody who's really freaking serious. And that's fine, but you got to do what only you can do. Right. Otherwise no one's going to hear you at all.
1: Yes. Love that bro. I like
0: that, man. That's so good. I know that we're going to have like a lot of new copywriters who, if they've been living under a rock, maybe they haven't heard about you, but with that being the case, what would you say is like your, your number one go-to resource book for copywriting? Well, you know, there's all the, there's all the standard books. That,
2: of course, you have to know uh, scientific advertising and uh, tested advertising methods and the Ogilvy stuff. Uh, Great Leads is a, is a, a newer, newer book that is so good. Mark Ford and John Ford. Just a fantastic book, um, but I, here's my copywriting secret weapon book. Boom, there it is, right there. My mind, Tyler. Taylor's is a, a dedicated dude, right there. I love that. Hey, oh, here's another one, dude. I bet you have this one close by too. And this is like, this is out of this is out of copyright. You can you could make you could brand uh, smartest guys. Anyway, technique for producing ideas. Uh, James Webb Young. Dude, it's like 52 pages, and it's essentially what I've been preaching here. Again, it's hmm. always the smallest, simplest books, right? Um, this is just about how to combine two things from two different worlds to, to find the big idea, you know? So that, this is a huge copywriting important book, A Technique for Producing Ideas by James Webb Young.
1: Um, just bought it. <laughs> I do
2: that too. I didn't tell you how many – it's so expensive to host a podcast just from like being having Amazon open as you're interviewing.
1: I know, dude. People it's and like it's going to buy it. it.
2: It's like it'll be at my door by the time we hang up. Um <laughs> uh pretty soon there's just you know they'll just inject the knowledge into your brain, right? It'll be like remember Mork and Mindy you guys are probably too young. You never saw like yeah. Robin Williams but he would Read a book, like he would just like blink and and have the whole book in his head. Like that's what Amazon will become. Anyway, uh, here's my here's my copywriting secret weapon book. It's called Resonate by Nancy Duarte. And it is about public speaking and, and giving presentations. But but what she did so brilliantly is she, you know, she has a company, they specialize in presentations and and they reverse engineered, like uh, some ridiculous amount of talks. I want to say, you know, in my mind it's a hundred thousand, but I don't think there can be that many, but Mm -hmm. enough to where she's like, there has to be a pattern to why the greatest talks are great and, and why they're riveting and why they get shared and why people can watch them over and over. And she discovered it. And it's a simple algorithm that looks like, you know, it's, it's just a simple line and then it goes up. And then it stays there for a while and then it goes back down and stays there. And then it'll, it'll jump around more during certain parts. And all it is, is two things. It's like, here's how life is and here's how life could be. So it's like fantasy reality, fantasy reality. Right. And, and, and why this is the copywriter's secret weapon is because it's tension. It's creating tension, right? There are two sort of opposing forces and, you, you, you're, when you're framing your copy that way or your talk that way, it allows the hero to be the the audience to become the hero because they're on this adventure with you and they know this is how life is for me and this is the frustration, but wow, it could be this way. So think of like Steve Jobs' first iPhone talk is one of them, like one of the most epic talks. That's what he was saying. Like, this is where we've been mired in this bit of technology, but look what we have for you. Look, look how life is about to be. Oh my God. No, that's why people line up outside the damn store because they're like caught up in that story. So get that book, understand that pattern and always make sure that your copy has that tension, that back and forth of here's how life is. Here's how life could be. And then go, you know, that's what keeps readers glued to the page. Otherwise, you're going to be bored writing it. They're going to be bored reading it and uh, you'll suck.
1: You'll suck. <laughs> your family will abandon you. That's good, Chris, huh? anything to add to that, bro?
0: No, I mean, I wish we could stay on this for hours, but. Well, no, I mean, we I'm can. sure we can. But You, can you just got kind of a hurricane.
2: Invisible promise to your listeners that. What are you guys shooting for like 40 minutes with these or.
1: Like twenty, oh, real life. Yeah, that yeah. is a good. That is a good zone. Yeah, just hop on and off. So, um, dude, we talk about. I mean, we talk about this. I think quite often we talk about our past mentors. Obviously, dude, like you're probably one of the most impactful people for me. I feel like I learned the game from you and from wow. Copy yeah. Chief. And uh, I usually like when people approach me and they ask how to learn copy. I usually send them your way. But with that said, you've got a great podcast. I think you have two podcasts. I do, um, and you got a website and you got blogs. You have a res- uh, you know a lot of information. Where can people find out about you? Give us all the links. We'll put them in the show notes. Yeah, um, it's really just CopyChief.com. But if you just go
2: there, you will uh, be asked to join the wait list. Right. So go to. You can also, I'd love for you to do that if you want to learn more about how to become a member and all that, but go to copy forward slash blog or, or forward slash podcast. And that's where you can discover the the podcast and and the blog. We have really, really good stuff. We release a new article every week and, um, and yeah, you know, there's two podcasts. Truth about marketing is what I feel like is my feature show. That's why I go after like the most accomplished marketers and really try to understand what they do. That's more of a high level show. But then there's copy chief radio where I bring on a member of copy chief and who's got something really cool they're doing or, or some new method they've proven. And I just grill them on that for 20 minutes. So it's like a really quick tactical. A lot of times people will tell me they listen to that Show on their way to work or the way to their office. Implement what we talked about and like, you know, in, increase their conversions like that day, that kind of thing. Make so, a million uh, dollars. Yeah, <laughs> there's that overnight millions. So if you if you join
1: if you join Copy Chief from us, Kevin has a personal guarantee. You'll be a millionaire within seven months or your money back.
2: That's right. Yes, and I will come to your house and clean your gutters <laughs> for failing you. <laughs>
1: exactly because uh, the responsibility is always on in that's my mature. underwear pantless because that's my hook hey notice that you know for people listening we don't have we're not getting paid for sending people to different places we have things that we believe in chris has things that he believes in we send people to things that we feel like are going to benefit them the most so uh, there's a reason we're not sending you to you know is.refer.ni you know our Soft Cloaks link um we just want people to grow, and we believe it's part of our mission to separate kind of the wheat from the chaff and, and clean up the industry. Dude, you're one of the best out there. Um, we thank have you, so man. much respect for you, man, and glad we're friends. And, Likewise. dude, I hope you stay safe with the storm.
2: Yeah, we'll be all right. And uh, thank you, guys. Really fan of what you're doing, and anytime I can help, reach out. You got it, man. Let's go Adios. You. thepodcastfactory.com.